We pick up at the bottom of 27b, Chafzayin Amud Bet, quoting the Mishnah Atzukeda, Tukabor, or Atzukadrutz, etc. If you sound a shofar into a pit or into a cistern, Amar Rafuna, Rafuna says about that, Lo Shanu Ela, Lo Tana Omdim, Al We said that you're not done for your obligation, and Rafuna just clarifies this. He says this is only talking about uh, people standing outside on the edge of the pit uh, that they don't feel the obligation. Why? Uh, because all they hear is the echo. Uh, coming out the pit of Aotan or Mdim Babor Yatsu but those people uh, in the actual pit itself do hear the unadulterated sound of the shofar uh, before it starts bouncing off the walls and therefore they have fulfilled their obligation. Tani Namiyahu also back this up in Brata or if you blow into a pit or into a cistern you blow the shofar Yatsa you have fulfilled your obligation. Vatanan our Mishnah says no law Yatsa our Mishnah said you don't fulfill your obligation. Ella love Shmamina what do we learn from here? Uh, exactly as we learned with Rafuna uh, that people inside the bore uh, put the inside the pit for the obligation but outside you don't and we say Shmamina that's how you reconcile these brightness Ika Deramilai uh, so um, what we say is that actually it was raised a contradiction so a slightly different version of what we just had but the thrust is the same uh, people say our Mishnah said uh, if you blow into a pit or a cistern you have not fulfilled your obligation uh, there is a brata that teaches that you are uh, have fulfilled your obligation and on this Ravuna said um, I can explain this there is no contradiction can lotana omdim if you're standing outside the pit, uh, then you have fulfilled your obligation. Uh, you have not fulfilled your obligation. You're hearing the echo. Can those people standing in the pit? Uh, they have heard uh, the pit. I mean, they have heard the sound, and therefore they are uh, have uh, fulfilled their obligation. Amar Rabba, Rabba says, If a person hears part of the blast in the pit and part of the blast outside the pit. Uh, you have fulfilled your obligation. Uh, and uh, he says, however, Mikzat Tzikiat Korem Shale Amoda Shachar, Mikzat Tzikiat Achar Shale Amoda Shachar Lo Yatsa. If you blow before Amoda Shachar, uh, which is the halachic definition uh, of the new day, uh, it's about 72 minutes before sunrise, so around the time of Yom Kippur, which is around September time, uh, it would be at around about uh, 5 o'clock or 10 to 5 uh, in the morning, Amoda Shachar. Uh, around those around that time so uh, if you would uh, if you would uh, have a sound the shofar uh, one blast uh, that you know just before stretching uh, over the time period of Amur HaShachar uh, you have not fulfilled your obligation okay so seemingly uh, if you do half uh, a blast inside a place where you where you can uh, here and then half a blast outside uh, where you where you it shouldn't be uh, here half a blast inside half a blast outside so it seems to be in a place uh, the, the half and half uh, works uh, but in time uh, it doesn't work uh, if you have half a blast before the time and half a blast after the time it does not work so Amalai Abaya Abaya says Mashna Hatam why why is that uh, why do we have that difference uh, between the two you're hearing half in one place. Uh, where there's a, 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 a chiyuv and half in place where there's no chiyuv. So how does that work? Uh, we say, no, the whole blast has to be heard in a time of uh, obligation, and this is and there is no time of obligation. So the Gemara says, with the same thing with the pit, 
Veleka, so so too in the place. Uh, if you hear half a, a sound in the place where you are chayav, and half a place, uh, you know, not in the in the uh, not in a uh, outside a place where you chayav, surely it should be the same thing. And the Gemara says no, you can't compare the two hachiyashta. Uh, you can't compare the two hatam laila uh, who's man chiyuvu klal um, loves night time is never uh, a, a time of blowing the shofar. We say yom tria yelachem a day of the of of the shofar. Uh, the blast of the shofar. You have to blow the shofar during the day and not at night. So at night it's a non-starter. Hacha, uh, but in the pit, bor makom a, a pit is a place where you can fulfill your obligation. Lotano omdim babor for those people standing in the pit, you can fulfill your obligation. So uh, that is why uh, you have heard it. So now, does that mean? We said half inside, half outside. That leads on to something that we had uh, discussed uh, yesterday. Lememra Kasava Rabba. This does this Rava hold of that principle that we discussed yesterday. Shama Sof If you only hear the end of the blast and you don't hear the beginning of the blast, you have fulfilled your obligation. Uh, we had discussed this previously when it talked about blowing the chatzotrot, uh, the trumpets, uh, on either side of the shofar. Uh, we said they all blow together and. Uh, and the shofar sounds a bit longer. And we said, you know, hearing, that's surely that's only hearing half a blast. Um, uh, is that is that a thing? Mimela, um, and we say, once you, you know, if you only hear the end of the blast, that implies that if you only hear the beginning and not the end, or the end and not the beginning, uh, whichever one you hear, uh, you have fulfilled your obligation. Uh, but we know that's not true. Tashma, uh, we, we have, you know, this sounds familiar because uh, we, we had it before. Uh, we, we learned the following Taka Brishona, we learn the Mishnah in a few days' time. Taka Brishona, Umashach, Bishnia, Kishtaim. You blow one long blast and you want it to be uh, the end blast for a series of blasts and the beginning blast for a new uh, series of blasts. You want to split uh, that uh, blowing into two. Uh, and you blow it as long as two. Ein beado elechad. Gemara says that you, the the, uh, the Mishnah said actually uh, that you only have got one blast in this situation. Vama, uh, why would that be? Tisalek Surely we should say uh, if you're allowed to split a blast, only hear the beginning, only hearing the end, whatever. Um, we see that we do split up blasts. Uh, we say no, um, uh, you, you, uh, even though you might say that only here at the beginning of a shofar or the end of a shofar blast, you have actually filled your obligation. But splitting one in the middle, um, uh, we don't uh, divide a continuous blast into two separate uh, um, uh, blasts as well. We don't call uh, something that's just one, uh, two. Right, Tashma, we try again. Or pitas. If you blow into a pit or a cistern or a big jug, im kol shofar shama. If you hear the sound of the shofar, yatsa, then you fulfilled your obligation. Call havara shama. If you hear the sound of the echo, lo yatsa, you have not fulfilled your obligation. Vamai, we should say leipuk tkila tkia mikame la ubre kala. No, maybe what you should say is that when the person blows uh, the initial sound, uh, really that before it gets distorted and, and starts banging against the other sound waves and making echoes uh, surely you should just already fulfill the first part and therefore he has uh, heard it, the beginning of it uh, properly. And what well, it says So really the Gemara accepts it as a, a good uh, answer uh, to it you might, you know, and, and therefore it says you can't really uh, prove it from there. So therefore we adjust the case What is Rabbi talking about? He's talking about the person himself uh, The person is in 
a pit and as he's blowing the shofar uh, as he's coming out uh, the pit as he's climbing out he's blowing the shofar uh, so he has half uh, a blast inside and half a blast outside and we say he has fulfilled his obligation in that respect the Gemara says Yahi Mamra well surely uh, if a person is blowing for himself he's in a place uh, where he's um, heard it the whole time uh, and, and he's fulfilled his obligation what is the what's the question and the Gemara says Maratema no what might you have thought Zimnin Demafik Rasha Kati Shofar Babor no a person what happens is a person's head and ears uh, come out the uh, uh, the pit first and therefore the, the, he's, he's got his head down maybe and he's blowing the Shofar and the sound goes downwards into the pit before uh, coming back up and maybe his ears are outside uh, the pit now his head's outside and his ears are outside Outside, and it could be that uh, he's only hearing the sound of the echo, uh, and, and, and as a result, uh, maybe what you should say, uh, you know, that uh, the shofar is still in the book, and the sound gets confused, and he hears the echo. No, we're not concerned about uh, that uh, possibility. Okay, moving on, and we're going to get uh, three very large uh, topics that, uh, you know, that appear throughout uh, the Shas. Uh, and we're going to see, uh, you know, at least uh, we're going to see three of them, uh, big topics ca- coming up right now. First topic uh, is going to be uh, whether mitzvahs are, are given for our benefit or not. Okay, so I'm Rabbi Huda. Um, uh, Rabbi Huda says, uh, if you have uh, an animal that you've designated as an ola, uh, a, Kodesh, a Kodesh animal, a holy animal, sacrifice, uh, what you're not allowed to do is lop uh, its uh, horn off and uh, uh, and then use that uh, horn as a shofar. However, if you did such a thing, you have actually fulfilled your obligation. However, shofar shall shlamim. Uh, when you're dealing with a, a, the same kind of thing, an animal designated as a shlamim, um, a, a peace offering, which is a, a less holy than olala, and ola is kodesh kodashim, a shlamim is kodeshim kalim, is a lesser holiness uh, animal. Laws, uh, again, you're not allowed to uh, use a shlamim animal's horn uh, for a shofar. However, if you did, um, uh, you did blow with it, you have not fulfilled law yet, you have not fulfilled your obligation. And uh, the Gemara says, my timer, what is the difference uh, between the two of them and Ola? You say, you're not, in both cases, you're not allowed to use it. Uh, but Ola, Bediyevit, if you did it, uh, you, it, it works. Uh, with a Shlamim, it doesn't work. Uh, it says, Ola, Batm Ilahi. Uh, the explanation is, uh, an Ola uh, is so holy that uh, it is subject to Meila. And as a result, uh, it's misuse. Uh, you can misappropriate it. And once you've misappropriated it, you're not supposed to, you're not allowed to. It belongs to Hashem. Uh, you have gone and used it for personal benefits, yeah, you've committed mila on it, and therefore uh, what happens is, is that you have to bring uh, a sacrifice uh, to atone for such an asham mila you have to bring, uh, but so but uh, the question is, you've, you've used it, you've done mila, uh, you've misappropriated and once you misappropriate, kevan damalba nafka leilachunin because you, once you've misappropriated you've like, um debased it uh, and uh, it, it, it becomes non-holy okay and therefore once it becomes uh, non-holy it becomes chulin uh, uh, again uh, then you are allowed to use it however shlamim delav bar me'ila ninhu shlamim is not subject uh, to me'ila in the same way as a uh, uh, an ola uh, when, when it, it's, it's kochim kalim uh, it's a less holy sacrifice so therefore me'ila um, does kick in but at a much later stage uh, when after you've shechted the animal uh, the 
the blood uh, and the fat, uh, that the fat that you're going to burn and the blood that you're going to sprinkle uh, is uh, the the meila is uh, to to other you know the meila is on that. Okay, the meila is on those parts that you're going to offer up on 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 the on the on the altar. Okay, and that's only after you've actually sprinkled the blood. I'm not sure if actually blood is subject to meila, uh, so you know. I'm, I'm, can't remember uh, if that is the case, but anyway, definitely the amurim, uh, the fats, are, are subject uh, to meila, but only at that late stage. Uh, before that, uh, it is still considered uh, to be holy, uh, but not subject to meila. Okay, so it's, it's it's less holy and it's not subject to meila uh, ex- except then. Uh, so it says uh, love by meila, so you can't do meila on it, and therefore because you can't do meila, uh, paradoxically even though it's less holy, it maintains a higher level of sanctity. It's still uh, then the ola, which does become chulin. Uh, it says isura hu derachiv vahu. Really this, the isura, the, the prohibition, is literally riding upon it. Okay, v'lo nafak chulin. And it does not go out to Chulin. Okay, so if you blow uh, the shofar uh, over there, you've actually misused uh, something that is holy. Matkifle uh, Rava. Rava says, no, uh, what are you talking about? Aymat ma'ala ma'ala. When exactly do you do me'ila on such a thing? Okay, when do you do the me'ila? Alavata dataka. No, you take the shofar, once you've taken the shofar, and you've used it, you know, the, the misuse of it is, is using it. So what is the use of the shofar? Uh, you, you've blown it. Okay, that's only after you've blown it. That, then that's the misuse of it. Uh, and uh, when you, So when you're actually blowing uh, the shofar, it is still holy. Okay, it's only after you've blown it uh, would it be um, non-holy. You have misused it, uh, but while you are using it, uh, still in the, in the in the present tense, uh, then you are still using something that is holy. Okay, so therefore Rava doesn't like this, and Rava actually does a flip flop over here. He says, "Ella, I'm Rava." The first uh, first way he says it, "Echadze vechadze loyata." He says, "No, uh, you have not fulfilled your obligation uh, uh, with these uh, because you have you ended up misusing something that that." That, you know, it still is holy, even while you are using it, actually. I've had Amar, but then he changes his mind, and he flips, and he says, uh, yata. Uh, both, in, in both cases, you have fulfilled your obligation, even though you're not allowed to get benefit from something holy, uh, uh, that's something that is holy. He says, why? Mitzvot, lav not ninu. Okay, a big principle we say is that mitzvot were not given for our benefit. Okay, a mitzvah itself is not a benefit uh, and, uh, uh, you know, you're meant to do mitzvot because Hashem tells you uh, to do mitzvot. You're not meant to say, ah, oh, I'm benefiting uh, from this. Yes, later on, maybe Hashem will reward you or something like that, but that's uh, not defined as a benefit per se. You're not supposed to do mitzvot for benefit. And once we uh, discuss this, we bring uh, examples uh, to show that. Shofar that was used for idol worship, uh, you're not allowed to use. Uh, um, it says, it's because it's disgusting uh, and um, you're not allowed to really get any benefit from idolatry and it's disgusting uh, over there and uh, you should really uh, shun it. Uh, you're not allowed to, to blow a shofar with it. However, im taka yata, but if you did blow with it, you have filled your obligation. Again, uh, a kind of idea where, where you know, the, the mitzvah wasn't, you're not allowed to benefit from avodah zorah, uh, you're not allowed to benefit from animals that are holy uh, as well in the previous example. But in both cases, uh, you're using this thing, surely, ah, you're getting benefit. No, mitzvahs were not given 
for benefit, uh, purpose of benefits. Okay, so it's not defined as a benefit. However, a similar kind of case, but a different result. Shofar from a city that was subverted, in other words, that was enticed uh, to do idolatry. The, the majority of the people did idolatry. It has a status of Irinidachat. Uh, what happens with that? You have to bring, uh, you have to literally burn the city to the ground with all its property uh, that is inside the city. So Shofar uh, that was found inside the city uh, and stands to be burnt, uh, you're not allowed to blow it, you're not allowed to blow with it. Uh, and uh, if you blew with it, uh, you have not fulfilled your obligation. Ah, but surely that's, uh, you're not allowed to get benefit from it. It's a Vodazora. Uh, but, uh, but it says here, you're not allow, allowed to get benefit from it. Why? And we say, no, it's for a different reason. Uh, my timer, what is the reason in this situation where you can't get benefit from it? Uh, really, what happens is, you, the city, as we mentioned, has to be burned to the ground uh, with all its property inside of it. And we say, that the shofar uh, is already considered burnt, uh, it's considered pulverized and crushed, uh, it's like you're holding powder in your hands, there's no minimum size of the shofar, as we said the shofar has to be uh, just more than a handbreadth, but has to stick out your hand on this side and on that side, and, and therefore, uh, we're saying it's as if it's got no shear, uh, and therefore uh, it is um, uh, subject um, you know, it, it's, it's like you know, it's considered something crushed and therefore no good. Okay, uh, and that was um, uh, a similar idea uh, when we had in Lula Vagazel, we had this discussion last time. In Lula Vagazel, uh, where we said uh, Lula also has to have a minimum size, uh, but uh, from Iranidachat, the first Mishnah uh, in the third chapter, we're talking about the Lula and says, Shall Iranidachat, uh, you know, you're not allowed to use uh, one from Iranidachat, and the same reason applies uh, because it's got no shear, it's already considered burnt, uh, and therefore it's got no uh, size per se. Okay. Uh, another um, um, uh, uh, principle. I mean, another uh, way of understanding this principle. Another application. Amrava, hamodehanamechaveru. If you say I can't get any benefit from Mr. A, muta latkoat etkiyasha mitzvah. Mr. A is the baltukaya, and you, I am uh, the, the the person who foreswore benefit from the person is allowed to uh, listen to him blowing the shofar. Hamodehanam be shofar. Uh, and you say, oh, I'm not getting benefit from this shofar. Okay, muta lilkuabot kia shamitzvah. You can even he can blow himself uh, on that uh, to fulfill the mitzvah. Uh, on, uh, of, of blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah. Again, another application of that principle, uh, mitzvahs are not given for benefit purposes. And Rabbi gives another example. Uh, if you uh, forbid yourself, and there's uh, a part from a shofar, uh, there's a general kind of thing. Uh, it says, if you uh, say, I'm not getting any benefit from person A, uh, that person A uh, is the person that is appointed to sprinkle uh, the para ashes on other people to um, uh, to 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 uh, purify them from tumat mate on the third day and the seventh day uh, he is allowed maze alav mechatat biyamotagashamim he is allowed to sprinkle uh, on a, uh, the person who needs purification even though uh, Mr A is the person doing the sprinkling Mr A has been uh, Mr B doesn't want any benefit he's a sworn benefit from Mr A so he's allowed to get sprinkled on uh, the Gemara uh, comments though uh, and, and 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 limits that. 
uh, only in the winter. Aval but you can't get sprinkled on in summer, boiling hot summer days. Someone sprinkles water on you; uh, it gives you physical pleasure. And once you get physical pleasure from it, uh, that is a benefit, uh, and that person is is doing it, so that person is giving you the benefit. So you can't, even though you're getting uh, the benefit of not being tame, and you might think, ah, that's just a mitzvah. No, you're getting some physical benefit as well. Once you're getting physical benefit. Um, then uh, you're not allowed that. Similarly, Hamora uh, Hana Ma'ayan, if you uh, say that you're not getting a benefit from a specific uh, spring, uh, if you have to go to the mikveh uh, to purify yourself from, from you know, as, as, and, uh, uh, from, from some form of tumor or something, you can go, be much coming. Uh, in, the, in the freezing cold winter, you're allowed to go into this cold mikveh. Uh, there's no benefit, there's no excitement over there. You're not getting physical benefit. If you've sworn benefit from a specific spring, you're not allowed to dip in it during summer uh, where it's enjoyable uh, to go uh, cool off in the water. Okay, uh, next uh, big topic uh, that we have here uh, is going to be uh, do mitzvahs need intention? Uh, they send to Shmuel's father and they say, if someone is forced to eat matzvah, it's Pesach and a person's not at a seder, uh, but someone comes and forces him uh, to eat matzah, uh, yatza, he's fulfilled his obligation. Kafor uh, man, so the Gemara says, who is forced you? Ilama kafor shade. If uh, if a shade, uh, which generally translates as a demon, what really really means is that a person. Um, uh, you, know, get, you know, is is uh, uh, mentally unstable. Sometimes he's, uh, you know, lucid. Uh, sometimes he's a bit insane. Uh, so the question is, he does it, and uh, you know, when, when he's insane, uh, they say it's almost as if a demon is forcing him to do things. Vatanya, uh, once we're on that topic, we say itim chalim itim shote. If a person is lucid uh, sometimes, and sometimes he's uh, uh, no good, he's insane. Kushu uh, chalim, when he's lucid, harei kupika uh, he is obligated in mitzvot, uh, as would anyone else uh, be in all respects. However, once he goes insane, uh, he is like a shote, uh, he is uh, of unstable mind, and therefore uh, he is uh, not able to do mitzvot at all uh, over there. I'm Ravashi. Uh, Ravashi says about that. Um, no, so obviously can't be talking about a shade uh, over there. So therefore, uh, the Parsim, the Persians, uh, forced him to eat. Okay, and actually, this is interesting because the Gemara, I think it was in Brachot, uh, talked about the Persians. Uh, what do we learn? We say that the Persians are, are good in some respects because uh, they teach you how to eat. They recline uh, nicely when they eat. So this is talking about a, uh, the Persians forced him to eat matzah while uh, reclining, which is exactly the way you meant to eat matzah. So, okay, so specifically Persians as opposed to anyone else here. All right, so they forced him to eat it, uh, and therefore that, uh, that, that uh, uh, he has fulfilled his obligation, even though uh, he he wasn't. He was forced uh, to do this something. So uh, that's it. So now, uh, once we say that, Rav Ashi said that. Um, Amarava, Rava says about that then, Zotomeret, so then from here we can learn how to care, Lashir, Yatsa. A person is just sounding the shofar uh, to hear, like a musical instrument, you know, for music purposes. He doesn't have intention to fulfill the mitzvah. Uh, he still, uh, he has actually fulfilled his mitzvah. Why? Because he made the sounds. Uh, the person has eaten the matzah, and it's Pesach, and you meant to eat matzah uh, on the night, first night of Pesach. And this person, uh, has he physically done an action of eating the matzah? Great. 
great. He's actually done it. Uh, and, uh, and as a person heard the sounds of shofar, even though there was no intention, uh, yes, we say that works. Aval um, uh, sorry, Pshita, Hanuach, well, surely it's the same thing. Uh, why do you need to include uh, the shofar case as well? Ma'adatam, you know, what might you have thought? Hatam, achor matzah, amarachmana, v'ha'achal. A person says, you know, meant to eat matzah on the night of Pesach, and this person is eaten. V'ha'acha, in this case, with the shofar. Zichron trua, kativ, the Pasuk says, zichron trua, remembrance of the trua, uh, which means, v'ha'ha, mitasek v'ha'ma, you might think that you have to remember it uh, and think about it. Uh, you have to have some form of intention. Uh, and, uh, and this person was just mitasek, uh, this person was totally uh, doing things in a um unaware way uh, and uh, he was just Mr. Asak Balma was just busy with other stuff, uh, just blowing absent mindedly. Kamashmanan, no, uh, you uh, you have done it, uh, you have fulfilled the mitzvah, uh, and therefore the principle is Alma Kasava Rabba Mitzvot ain't stricken kavana. Mitzvot do not need kavana. Uh, you don't need intention uh, to fulfill uh, the mitzvah. Okay, eightway the Gomorrah challenges this high Korean Batura. Uh, a person is uh, reading the Torah, it's a Mishnah in Brachotas. Uh, we say a person is reading the Torah, Vigyaz Man Hamikra, and the time comes for reading Shema. Im Kivani Bo, if a person concentrates his heart, Yatsa, he has fulfilled his obligation. Vim Lav, Lo Yatsa, if he doesn't um, uh, focus your heart, you haven't uh, concentrated, you have not fulfilled your obligation. Uh, and the Gemara says, uh, surely, my love, surely uh, this proves. Kevan, Kivani Bo, let's say it. What does it mean you concentrate your heart? You, you, had, you focused your mind, uh, means that uh, you had intention to read. Shema. So surely from here we see mitzvahs do need intention uh, by the fact that you have to uh, say you know Shema with intention. The Gemara says law. Likrot. No, you had intention to read. Likrot. Uh, uh, what are you talking about intention to read? It says Kakari. You said you're reading the Torah. Uh, it's, uh, you know so surely. What do you mean you have intention to read? You had, uh, how can a person just have intention to read? It says you are reading. Obviously you had intention to read. So the Gemara says no. Like yeah. No, a person is reading, uh, but he's kind of reading. You in order to pick up mistakes uh, in a, uh, a Torah, in order to correct it, he's like a software, whatever. So he's kind of uh, muttering the words, he's not really uh, saying them properly. And really, what it means if he said, No, I'm reading this uh, to read it and every word uh, correctly, I'm enunciating every word, uh, then uh, by the way, he has also fulfilled his mitzvah of Shema. Even though, because, and, and this proves that, you know, we still haven't proved otherwise that mitzvahs do not uh, need intention. Okay, you have fulfilled your obligation, uh, even though you just, as long as you just read the words. Okay, so reading the words without any other intention. Uh, by, okay, uh, it's, uh, it is, halakhically, uh, we do say, if you say Shema and you don't have intention, at least when you're reading the first verse, you haven't actually uh, fulfilled your uh, obligation, uh, even bediyevet. Okay, and, and that, that is that. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, it says, however, you know, if you, if you during the time where you're saying Shema, you could actually, if you're reading it from a Torah, uh, as long as you read it correctly, you actually have uh, fulfilled your obligation. Uh, so it's really the first verse uh, that is uh, requires intention. Okay, that's uh, the halacha. Uh, but back to the the, the Gemara, uh, Tashma, we try again uh, to challenge that. Our Mishnah says, if you're passing behind a Beit Knesset or Beit. Or or your house was adjacent to the, the shul, you, you live next door. Uh, it says, and hear the sound of the shofar or the megillah. If you concentrate your heart, uh, then you have fulfilled your obligation. Um, 
assuming that it's just a shofar, okay, uh, if you concentrate, you have full job obligation. Uh, if not, you haven't fulfilled your obligation. Surely this means you need intention. My love, that's it. You have intention to fulfill your mitzvah. So we see that you, mitzvah like this, uh, shofar, does need intention. We say, law, lishmo. No, you had intention to hear. The Gemara says, lishmo. Again, a similar kind of challenge uh, to what we just had. Uh, what do you mean to hear? It says, you heard the sound of the shofar. Uh, what do you mean you had intention to hear? No, the Gemara says, no, no, you might have uh, said, is that what, what, what's going on there? You know, I'm right next to the shoe here, uh, and what do I hear? Is this a donkey that I'm hearing, or what? It, you know, what is it? Is it the sound of shofar or not? And you think, like, let me listen. He said, oh, no, no, actually, it is the sound of shofar. So actually, if that's the case, um, uh, even though, uh, as long as you know that you're listening to a shofar, you fulfilled your obligation, even without intention uh, to to do it, to do it. Okay. Um, as long as you're listening to the sound of shofar, you don't have to say, "Oh, this person is fulfilling my obligation." Eighthway, again, another challenge. Uh, a brata says, if a, a person listening had intention uh, uh, and uh, uh, but uh, the person. Um, the person listening, but nor the kavain mashmia, the person blowing doesn't have intention. All the opposite, mashmia, uh, um, the person blowing has intention. Uh, but the person uh, uh, um, uh, uh, listening doesn't have intention. Uh, neither of them have fulfilled the obligation. Both of them have to have intention together. Uh, we can understand uh, the opinion of uh, the, the person blowing and not the person hearing uh, because the person uh, hearing might be as we said outside uh, and uh, and outside the shul and he says listen maybe I'm, I'm listening to a donkey uh, so that's the case there but how can you have a case where the, the, the person um, Blowing, uh, um, you know, the, the person listening has intention to fulfill his obligation, and the person blowing uh, does not have intention to fulfill his obligation. How can how can you find such a case? Love, uh, must be where person is blowing for musical uh, things. In other words, so so therefore uh, you have to have intention uh, to to blow. Otherwise, it doesn't work. So the Gemara says, sure, no, that's also Dilma the ka Right, so now maybe he's just like making barking sounds uh, with the shofar. He didn't do it properly. Uh, he's just kind of uh, doing it, and therefore he's got no intention to do any mitzvah, uh, whatever. Uh, but uh, we see that, uh, uh, but he has intention uh, to blow the correct sounds. Um, you know, the same way the person reading uh, the, sh- the shema was just reading it and enunciating the words. If he's blowing the correct sounds, uh, he does uh, seemingly fulfil the obligation. Uh, yeah, we had um, three attempted proofs against mitzvahs einot shricha kavana. So, Amalei um, Abayah, so Abayah says, you know, and this is kind of linking to the third topic um, of uh, Baal Tosif, um, adding on mitzvahs to the Torah. Amalei Abayah, Abayah says about that, Ela miyata hayashan b'shmini b'suka v'lok yilke. A person, uh, if your mitzvahs denote, don't need intention, uh, what happens if you sleep in a sukkah on shmini atzeret? Uh, surely you should uh, be lashed uh, for adding on uh, to a command right because it says and you have to stay in the sukkah for seven days eating sleeping etc uh, but if you don't intend to um 
if you let's say they slept in the sukkah because you say it's like I enjoy camping with my kids or whatever the case is, uh, you know. So it's, if you did it at the wrong time, surely you've added on uh, to the thing, and 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 uh, you know, and and and, and you know, what, what do you do about that? What do you say about that? Uh, and Amalo, so uh, Rava comes along and he says, listen to me. He says, you know, my principle is Shani Omar. He says a mitzvot ain't over lamb ella bismanam. Our principle is is that you only um, uh, add on to mitzvahs uh, at their specific times but if you add it on outside a uh, time period where you're actually supposed to do things uh, that's not adding on uh, to the Torah and on uh, Shemini Atzeret there's no longer a mitzvah in, in Israel at least uh, to sleep in the sukkah and you know even in the diaspora we, we tend not to have uh, the Vilna Gaon actually did sleep in the sukkah anyway uh, on, on, on Shemini Atzeret we, we say that no don't sleep in the sukkah uh, and therefore it's fine actually uh, uh, you know it's outside of the time period uh, to do it so therefore he says on that day uh, you don't get lashed because it's adding on uh, it's not adding on it's not defined it's adding on to mitzvah outside of the time Matthew Rav Shemin Abba Rav Shemin Abba says Minayin Lekohen She Ole Leduchan You know and uh, surely we ch- Rav Shemin Abba challenges us uh, what about a Kohen who goes up to the Duchan he goes up to the platform uh, to say Bikat Kohanim Shalom Yamru he shouldn't say to himself Hoyel Venat Nidhi Torah Rishut Lavarech Hashem's given me the power uh, to bless the Jewish people with Birkat Kwanim, Biraikat Israel, I can bless the Jews. Osif Bracha Achad, Mishali. I'll add on another Bracha uh, from myself. You know, not a made up Bracha, but, you know, uh, from the Torah. Kugon, Hashem, okay, Avotechim, Yosef Alechim. Hashem, the God of your fathers, uh, should go and uh, make you a thousand times uh, bigger uh, than you are. Yosef Alechim, and it adds on a thousand times as much as you were. Okay, right from the beginning of Devarim. Okay, Talmud uh, Lamar, it says, Lord Tosifu, Lord Tosifu, Ella Devar. You're not allowed to add on uh, to the Torah. So, in other words, you're not allowed to add. Um a fifth min to uh, lulav, a an extra uh, fringe, uh, five, uh, you know, tzitziot on your on your garments, and also here yeah, you're not allowed to add extra brocha to brikat kohanim. Vahai hacha kavanda levarich le avad avra leizmana v'ketani adavar. So surely this goes against Rav Rav's principle. Uh, but surely once you've said brikat uh, kohanim, then the mitzvah's over, and now you're adding on a fourth one, and not at the time. So then why? Why wouldn't? Why is that defined as Baltosif? Uh, so you, you know, and it, it says, um, you know, it, it, the time's over, uh, but but says you still committed a sin. So that surely goes against uh, what Rava says uh, that you know beyond the time uh, doesn't work. Vahai uh, What are we talking about here? But Lord Sam, no, he hasn't finished his bracha. So he added in some in the middle uh, of. Um, there's another brother that teaches you have uh, you, you actually did uh, finish off uh, you completed uh, the brikat konim the Gemara says no siem brach achad you said and then you add on the extra bracha so you finished but you only finished one part for example vatani uh, we're not going to get out of this so easily he brings another brother that says it says you have finished all the brachot you have finished all the um, uh, the blessings shani uh, says the Gemara no it's different over there. 
Kevan, Tilu, Mitrame, La, Tibura, Achrina. No, because it could be uh, that you uh, have, uh, you find another uh, Tibur, and uh, once you have another Tibur, uh, on the same day, it says, Hadam Avarek. They can call you in and, uh, and make you do Birkat Konim again. They need a Kohen. You can do Birkat Konim again, no problem. Kula Yoma Zimnahu. We say, no, the whole day is actually um, uh, the day for uh, uh, you know, saying Birkat Konim, and therefore uh, there is no time uh, where you are exempt. So, therefore, if you add on uh, something, wherever you add it on, even at the end of Yosem Nechash Shalom, even if you add it on there, uh, that is defined as Baal Tosif. Uh, you've added on because it is the whole day, uh, is the day for doing uh, Birkat Konim. So the Mora carries on uh, and says, Umar to Tamra, so where do you actually get this principle from that you say if you can do a mitzvah again, uh, the whole day is actually considered to be its uh, good time? Uh, did none, as we learned in Mishnah and Tzvachim. And Nitanin, Bematana Echad, Shinitavari Matanat, Miminitinan, Manatana Echad. So what happens is you have different offerings and they have different blood sprinklings. Uh, some blood sprinklings um, have uh, two, that's four, they're called, that's, that's blood sprinklings of four. Uh, and you have other, there's a khatat, but that's in a separate place where you do four separate ones. Um, but you have uh, other bloods uh, like the the Bukhor, the Maya, and the Pesach that only get sprinkled one. Uh, all other bloods have multiple sprinklings. Uh, the Ola, Ashlamim, uh, etc., they all have four sprinklings. So what happens if you have blood that's sprinkled, uh, uh, the blood that's sprinkled like a Bukhor uh, gets mixed in with other bloods that only need one, one blood sprinkling? Uh, you only sprinkle it once. Okay, uh, that's what the, uh, the Mishnah says. Matan Aba, Matan Aba, if a four sprinkler gets mixed in with another sprinkling of four, yet uh, new, uh, then the Quran puts it on uh, four times onto the, the altar, no problem. In both those cases, there's no, there's no issue whatsoever. Uh, the Quran just has intention for whosoever sacrifice it's meant to be. Okay, however, uh, where the problem arises, matan arba, matan achad, what happens if blood sprinklings of four gets mixed in with blood sprinklings only of one? Rebliez or Mary Rebliez says about that, uh, he says, yitnu matan arba, you do all four. Okay, so even the blood that gets the the the, the one uh, gets sprinkled four times. Uh, Rabbi Yeshua, my Rabbi Yeshua says no. Uh, you just uh, do one sprinkling. Um, over there, what's your rationales? Amalor Rebeleezer. Rebeleezer says, you know, what, what, what happens if, if you don't sprinkle it four times? Harayu, Ovar, Alba, Tigra. You're subtracting from a commandment from Hashem. In other words, you're doing less than what you prescribed. It's the opposite, really, of, of Baal Tosef, adding on uh, to Mitzvah. What you're not allowed to uh, um, do less uh, than the Mitzvah, taking away uh, from the transgression. Uh, so, in other words, you have not sprinkled something that's meant to be sprinkled four times, you've only sprinkled it once. Uh, so, that's taking away from a mitzvah. Amalor Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua counters. He says, Arayu over, abatos, if you're adding on uh, something that's only meant to be sprinkled once, cannot be sprinkled four times. Uh, so that's, that's his counter. Amalor Rabbi Yeshua, lo nemar baltosif, ela kushu batmo. He says, uh, the baltosif is not mentioned except when uh, the, the, the prohibition is alone and not mixed in with something else. Uh, uh, Rabbi Shur counters straight back. Also, the same thing. Subtraction uh, is not uh, mentioned except when there's just one thing. Uh, and Rabbi Shur says, moreover, he says, when you don't do something on, um, 
uh, even though you've not sprinkled, you have violated Baal Tigri, you have subtracted uh, from that. However, you have just been uh, passive and refrained from doing something. We're going to see tomorrow, uh, not blowing the shofar on Shabbat uh, is an example uh, of, uh, of that, uh, where you, uh, you just shave al you just withhold uh, do, and be passive and not do something. Uh, that is an error of... Uh, um, um, uh, you know, omission as opposed to commission. So you just not do something that is, that is preferable as opposed to kushanatata. Uh, but when you add on, when you're not supposed to, uh, the, the blood that's just one, you add it on. Avata batosiv, not only have you violated batosiv, you've actually acted as well. Vasita masibyadecha, you've done an art, uh, something with your hands and therefore a positive, a positive act over there and therefore that is no good. Vahayacha, uh, therefore, but you know, kevani yavlay, matana. Surely, as again, you know, once you sprinkle the blood of the Bechor, uh, the time has passed. You know, if you only have to do one sprinkling, surely you should say uh, that once you've done the one sprinkling, time over, and uh, and therefore, uh, any time, there's no Baal because after that time, you're adding on Baal uh, and, uh, you know, surely that goes against uh, the principle of what we had if it's after time. No, Lav Mishum, Adam Rinan, Kavand, Ilu, Mitram Burcha, Akrina, Hadar, um, so surely we should say again as we had before that uh, surely if you had to find another Bechor the whole day would be uh, you know, the, considered to be the time of it so it says no no, maybe Rabbi Yeshua says uh, it was only the other, the other principle where you, you know, uh, violated day. That was Rabbi's principle. Uh, but maybe Rabbi Yeshua says, Mitzvah He says you can violate a mitzvah even not at its time. And the Gemara says, um, and Anan Haki Kamrina, this is what we say, uh, that we said at Rav Shemin, So why did Rav Shemin uh, move aside the Mishnah, which talks about sprinkling of the blood, <coughs> and he says, and he Talked about a brata. Uh, his brata uh, was uh, talking about Brikat Kwanim. Uh, he says, Why did he leave it? Um, yeah, he said, Lotim Man Nitin, why didn't you challenge him from a Mishnah? Mitin, uh, my time, a law motive, why didn't he challenge it from the Mishnah? Kavan, the law mitrame, la burkhakrina, ba mina mina. So he says, Because you know, because if he has another firstborn, he'd have to sprinkle his blood. Kuliyoma zimnahu. So we said the whole day is it as well. Uh, so it says, But the same thing, brata nami, uh, the same thing with the brata. Kavan, e, mitrame. Tibur, you know, you could find another congregation, had a Mavarech, and then you'd have to say the blessing again, Kula Yom Azimna, the whole day is the, 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 the day, uh, is, is applicable for the mitzvah. So therefore, Rav Shem Ba'ada, Hatam, so, you know, why did, you know, so therefore, why did he use the, the Brata? Hatam, Lo Sagi, Lo He says, no, uh, with, with the blood, you have to sprinkle it that day, you know, so the, the, you've only got a day to sprinkle it. Hacham, Ibai Mavarech, Ibai Lo Mavarech. But if yeah, you want to bless, uh, you can bless, uh, you know the other congregation. If you're already blessed at once, uh, then but you don't. You can not uh, bless the other congregation uh, as well. You know, once you fill the mitzvah once, uh, there's no obligation for you to fill it again. As opposed to to an animal in this in, in the temple where you have to uh, sprinkle its blood every time. Uh, Rava. 
He gives another answer. He says, let's say it's law by Kavana. No, uh, if you want to fulfill a mitzvah, uh, you don't need intention. Lavor, however, but uh, transgressing a mitzvah, uh, you know, it, uh, to you know, to add on or to take away from a mitzvah by Kavana, then you need intention to do that. Uh, it says, But what about the the, the blood uh, terms of Rabbi Yeshua? Lavor, law by Kavana, you add on. It says you're not allowed to add on. It says not requiring intention. You know, if you add it on. Then it, it, it is Baal Tosif. Uh, according to him, you just have to do it once. Uh, Amarava, so Rava refines his thing. Uh, let's say it's law by Kavan. To come intention, uh, you don't have to have, uh, to fulfilling a mitzvah, uh, you don't have to have intention for mitzvot. Uh, it says, Shalom uh, Bismana, sorry, Lavor. Um, However, if you uh, want to have intention um, to, to sin, Bismana, law by Kavan. If it's in its time, uh, then there's no Kavana needed. Shalom Bismana, by Kavana not uh, in its time uh, then you know for example sleeping in the sukkah on uh, you know to add on uh, to the mitzvah on shminatzeret in israel uh, you have intention you have to have intention uh, to do that and if if you don't have intention uh, then there is no avera over there all right we'll leave it there everyone should have a great day